Season 2, Preview 5 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. On this episode, we will take a look at some statewide gridiron action, as well as a preview of Region 4 5A football action. Tonight's episode is brought to you by KD Cake and Company, located at 109 West Canal Street in Picayune, Pearl River Community College, and Robertson Brothers Used Cars, located on Highway 11 South in Picayune. Hey, I'm Clay, and we've got Jeff with us again for another episode of Talking Ball, y'all. And Jeff, we've done season previews for high school football, and we're finally about to get high school football underway. So we've got one more episode of a preview of high school football, and then next week we will go back into our normal format for the podcast. I'm excited about what season two holds for the podcast. I'm grateful and uh, overwhelmed by the support we've had so far from whether it be sponsors or listeners. Uh, so I'm excited, Jeff. I appreciate what you've done for the show so far and just can't wait to get season two started. Yep. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great season of high school football. Uh, from time to time, we're going to have guests on play as we go throughout the football season. We're going to have some coaches maybe come on after big games following that Friday night. We're going to try to record on Monday. Uh, we'll see what the schedule goes, but from that Friday night, uh, if there's some big games or some interesting things that go on around the state, we'll try to have some coaches. Uh, you, we might have some radio personalities from other teams too come on uh, from around the state and around the area, uh, get it going. But uh, the games uh, start this Friday night. I, we know it's hot, but uh, high school football is upon us. Yep, high school football is here, and as you've alluded to, we'll cover high school football. We'll branch back like we did last year in season one into uh, USM, Old Miss, and Mississippi State athletics. Uh, I'll get to talk about my baby Braves and how well they're doing. We'll get to start all of that again next week. So join us next week for season two episode one as we go back into our regular format but we appreciate uh your listening to these previews and it's been a lot of fun so thank you to our listeners these interviews are brought to you by greg's Tobiz. if you have a vehicle that needs to go call greg's Tobiz for a tow at 601-337-2300 that's 601-337-2300 Jeff and I have John Feaster joining us, the head coach over at Stone. And, John, your third year coaching, man, and you've made the playoffs each of your first two years over there. Uh, you've done a, an outstanding job. Our local listeners, of course, will know you from your playing days here at Picune. You also coached up at Pearl River Central for the Blue Devils and uh, played Division One football, of course, for the Cincinnati Bearcats. So we're honored to have you, my man. Oh, it's on. It's on. Man, you left out that I uh, coached at Picky and also. I'm still tired. Well, I appreciate you covering me up, John. It's always interesting to me, man. You coaches and athletes, y'all listen hard to that introduction, so I'm glad you got me there. <laughs> John, tell us, man, if you would, about what. Uh, that culture and what y'all have built there. As we've mentioned, your third year there, and y'all have made uh, the playoffs each of those first two years, had a great year last year. And just what, what that's been like uh, in your first head coaching job, what you've built and trying to maintain now for the Tomcats. Well, it's been tough, but we're still trying to change this thing all the way around, man. We're trying to build a culture of uh, just, just being tough, man, being hard-nosed and uh, – 
and, and, and being enthusiastic about playing football. Uh, that's the biggest thing, uh, making kids believe. Uh, like I say, it's been tough, but uh, it wouldn't be a challenge if it was easy. So, but uh, we're still trying to turn it around. But kids, we we have we playing harder than, than they were in the past, and uh, and and again, it's been like a roller coaster ride for me, man. Uh, been blessed to have two winning seasons. Been uh, blessed to be in the playoffs twice. Back to back winning seasons for the first time in 20 years over here, and a home game for the first time in 20 years. So you know that excitement is there. Yeah, and John, you say excitement. I've been impressed, you know, following uh, Popperville these last uh, two years for our crew. The excitement, the crowd. I mean, y'all are filling out a, a big facility over there. You know, you're playing your home games at the, at the junior college facility, and we'll get you to talk about that. But talk about the community and the support uh, out in the Stone community for your Tomcats. Well, uh, the support has been awesome. Uh you know, I remember my first game, you know, of course, I remember that the rest of my life, first game as head coach. Uh, we traveled over to Van Cleve, and we filled the stands before Van Cleve did, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you could see people lying down the fence. And from that moment on, man, we just had great support, you know, and uh, we, you know, can't be more thankful for that, uh, the way they get behind the kids. When they see the kids doing something good, man, they just try to continue to push them. So, uh, remind me a lot of a lot of home and a lot of uh, pearls, you know. Well, and you know, as a, as an athlete, and I would consider you a winner, not just in what you're doing now, but in life. And and winning, you know, everybody likes to be around and, and a part of uh, winning, and you've certainly brought that to the Tomcats. John, describe to us uh, what you have coming back. And as, as we get ready to get underway, man, it's hard to believe, but it's here, and y'all will get underway Friday night against Harrison Central. But talk to us about what your club has coming back. Well, we're going to be uh, young on defense, man. We got one starter return on defense. We got our uh, pretty much our entire offensive line uh, missing one guy. We have a our uh, tailback this year been starting at linebacker for the last two seasons, but I might have to sit him the first couple. So we kind of going into the, the season banged up, man. To be honest with you, but you know we're just looking for guys to fill in, you know. So, uh, but I think you know again, I tell the kids all the time to come out, play hard, and uh, just be tough and execute. The way they've been taught each and every day of practice, you always give yourself a chance. Yeah, and we're joined tonight on the Talking Ball Y'all podcast by John Feaster, head coach of the Stone uh, County Tomcats. And, John, just uh, just talk to us a little bit about you, you're talking about, you know, going into this season. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's five brand-new head coaches as far as in just your district. So, what do you have to look forward to and, and some things that you uh, – I know you study film a lot, but some things that these five new coaches might bring with their teams that, that maybe you as the as the head coach of the Tomcats hasn't seen yet? Well, the only coach that I'm not familiar with would be um, the new head coach at Long Beach, but I know they have an awesome quarterback and a tailback over there. They're going to throw the ball. And they're going to be balanced. They're going to do both of them well. But the other guys I'm very familiar with, coached against uh, Coach High when I was at Picayune uh, and when I was at Purvis Central, you know. And, um, and, of course, I know Coach Patrick worked with him at uh, Purvis Central for four years and, you know, coached against Coach Owen when I was at uh, PRC and he was at Popperville and also his last two years at Stone. So very familiar with uh, all the new head coaches. Uh, I think I think it got better. I think our district got better. And it was already a tough 50 when you throw in uh, my – you know, my alma mater, Picayune, and uh, Wayne County, uh, Hattiesburg. You know, when you have those schools in your district, it's already tough. And then, and then you add 
some quality head coaches, it just makes things tougher. But that's, you know, that's good. I think that's that's good for our district and our state football. And, and John, just looking at your schedule year in and year out, man, you hit some spots that like are soft spots in your heart, man, on this schedule in this district each year. Talk about. Uh, if you will, like what that's like for you. You you've mentioned just in that schedule the guys that you are familiar coaching with, and then these stadiums that you come in and out of that you played, you know, played certainly on Picayune's field. You coached on Carrier's field. Uh, each Friday night seems to have an emotional uh, pull back to somewhere in your heart. That's right, man. I don't think that's fair. Oh, I thought I'll <laughs> say my first first head coaching job. I couldn't get away from. From that, but man, you know, I guess it's, a, it's all part of guys playing. Uh, I think you know, um, I guess for me, man, I, I feel like nothing has been easy, and uh, so you know, playing going, man, I saw my own model, man. You know, first time I, I was able to come back there as a head coach, you know, I was able to bring the kids down the street I grew up on, and uh, and actually, that's the last game my mother taught me coaching, so mm. that place is going to always hold a special place in my heart. So that's tough, you know, we come back there this year, you know, of course, I played for God. Uh, part of his first graduating class, full class, and, uh, you know, all those people that I'm familiar with. I'm going to be coaching. Yeah, I coach against family members every year, you know, and Picayune. Then you go back to PRC. I spent four years there, you know, able to, you know, make an impact on kids' lives at Burroughs Central, and, you know, and that's tough. And then, again, I got to go one of my good friends, Quincy Patrick, you know, and then, of course, me and Jay played against each other in high school, whipped each other for community college. I got to say, you know, in my first year, I had to coach against one of my good friends, this special coach Smith over at East Central. So, I was like, man, I, you know, I get it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's good, but, man, at the same time, man, you up and down. You up and down. You know, we can't talk to each other during the week and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> John, I know you as, a, a, as an emotional guy. I think our listeners that aren't familiar with you are hearing that passion uh, in your voice even tonight describing uh, coaching and the guys that you've impacted and the lives that you've impacted. Talk to us, and I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but talk to us about the, that side of coaching, man, and what that means to, do, to you. Not the X's and O's and wins and losses on Friday night, but the way that you're able to pour in and uh, change some lives, man, impact some people. Well, I always tell people, you know, and this is going to get me in trouble, and it may run me out of special early, but I try to tell them my Lord lies with the kids and not with, and not with the colors. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, it, I, they, I can get fired, but these them kids can't fire me out of their life, and I can't fire them out of mine. And, uh, and I always said I got in it for the kids. You know, I remember the reason I got in it, and, and that's, that's not going to stop. Uh, you know, we're always trying to win lives. Winning games is cool, but if you can win lives, You'll win games, and if you can, you can, you can change the kids. You you can grow a kid up, man. You automatically gonna make him a better football player. So, you know, my my whole thing, man, is just been trying to win lives. And like I said, it's never it's not easy, but you know, uh, through it all, man, we done had it. I, you know, I don't like to say I, but with the help of the Lord, man, we we done done some great things, man. I, I say I got a lot of diplomas on the wall, you know, and at the end, if I can have more diplomas and wins one day. I probably be looked at as a bad coach, but I guess some kids look back and say, "Man, you know, Coach Kick did back in my life." So mm-hmm. that's why I do it, and I ain't gonna stop, you know, uh, doing it for that. You know, wins and losses will come, but again, those kids always remain there. John, we're three Picune guys, you know, chatting about life and football. But is there a guy when you look back, or a gal, somebody in your life that you look back and say, you know, that kind of turned the 
light on for you or when you look at what you're doing today you can kind of look back to one or two people and say yeah man they made that kind of impact and i'm gonna pay that forward man no uh, <laughs> I ain't got to look no further than, you know, who I call him, my father, man, Reverend D, man. I, I always tell people, I just appreciate my mother allowing him to be a factor in my life. You know, when he when I met him, he was a referee at a at a loop, at a one of our Little League basketball games. That when we had basketball. And from that moment on, it's always, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been love. I mean, he's been there for me. And I call him my father today. And, uh, and without him, I don't know where I would be. I always call him my angel, you know, because it, at, during the time when he came back to Pickett in 1995 and what he was doing in our community, I mean, just out of, out of his heart, it was never about money. It was just always about teaching kids right from wrong, doing right. And me and him just uh, had a great relationship. We just had a great connection. And, and what he's done for me, you know, uh, I wouldn't be been able to do the things that I've been able to do for kids, you know, in my short life. Yeah, and uh, just awesome comments there, John. And we told you, man, that if you give us ten minutes, and you've given us those ten minutes, I know. You, uh, tell tell us, John, what y'all are orchestrating, what y'all are doing over there uh, tonight. I think our listeners would appreciate what you're even doing tonight with your club. Well, we're having an LCA over at Northwood Church, right off Forty Nine, uh, here in, uh, in Wiggins, and we're gonna have a uh, guest speaker from uh, Southern Miss, uh, Southern Miss. Listeners probably would know his name is Ty Ford. Uh, have a great testimony to get his kids made a few mistakes in college that you know de- derailed his career, and uh, hopefully he can impact a kid uh, in here tonight's life. You know, so this is the FCA event. We do it every year, and we we try to do FCA every Thursday and every 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 Thursday and Friday we do FCA events at our at our man because at the end of the day, like I said, we got to give these kids something they can live with other than that this is. John, man, I can't thank you enough for taking time and a busy night. We certainly appreciate you, man, and we're pulling for you as always. And uh, thank you, Coach Feaster. All right, man. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. I appreciate what you guys are doing for uh, local athletes in my hometown. Thank you. Thank you, John. We're fortunate enough tonight to be joined by one of the voices of the Hattiesburg Tigers, Charlie Rogers. And, uh, Charlie, thanks for taking time for the Talking Ball podcast. Jeff and I are excited to hear from you, man, about the Tigers. Man, I'm really excited to be with you guys. I appreciate you having me on and uh, looking forward to a great season. And, and I know that you guys are, too. And, uh, man, I'm just, it's going to be fun. I can't, I can't tell you how excited I am to get this thing going. Well, and you should be, man. You're going to be following, uh, as you already know, an excellent club, Hattiesburg, a runner-up last year in 5A with a 14-1 and record under the leadership of uh, Tony Vance. And high expectations, uh, Charlie, coming into the year. And just give us, you know, expectations from around the state. We see them, too, and uh, Brandon Shields and the Mississippi Gridiron Pole Tell us what you see, man, from kind of an insider there in the program. Yeah, you said it. I mean, we came off, had a great season last year. I don't know that a whole lot of people expected it to go that way. Um, had a brand-new quarterback coming in. Uh, had a really good receiver that left and went to Tennessee. And uh, like I said, I just don't think that there were a whole lot of people that expected that to happen. And we just started rolling there and beat some really good teams in the in the non-conference and then uh, were able to just roll through the district with uh, – really only one challenge and that was that Picayune uh one night which is is kind of usual for Hattiesburg but uh got up there were able to play for a state championship in Oxford and ran into a bus all in uh 
in in the green wave of West Point, and man, they were they were a good team and had a lot of seniors and uh, and and yeah, I mean you're right. I think that um, Hattiesburg is going to be a little bit more highly touted this year. I think that people are kind of expecting um, some good things out of them, and just after seeing what happened last year and. And you gotta right now. I think that you've got to expect the Hattiesburg to be the the front runner in the South, at least in five A, if not the whole state. Um, I know Coach Vance wouldn't tell you that, and he wouldn't be happy about me saying it, probably. But uh, you know, we've got a lot coming back on offense. A, a team that graduated uh, twenty eight seniors last year still has. We still have quite a bit of talent coming back on offense. Um, got. Still, uh, I mean, this team's going to go about as far as the quarterback Jared Snoop Connor takes them. I mean, he's he's a guy that threw for twenty five hundred yards last year and rushed for another fourteen hundred. And uh, yeah, twenty eight rushing touchdowns, twenty five passing touchdowns, and only five interceptions. I mean, the guy just was all world last year. He was a transfer the year before out of base, uh, excuse me, out of Silva Bay there in Bay Springs, and played a little bit of quarterback there, but. Came into Hattiesburg as a running back. Um, he was third string running back when he came in about halfway through the season, and then last year they moved him to quarterback, and he just took off. Man, he was he was really good. And he'll play uh, he'll play quarterback at the next. Oh, excuse me, he'll play running back at the next level. But he's going to play quarterback for Hattiesburg this year. Um, they do lose uh, a really good running back in Fabian Franklin. Uh, guy, I've got stats here in front of me, Fabian had uh, 725 yards last year and 13 touchdowns. He ended up signing with TCU. Do lose him, but you've got another guy that was right behind him that'll be a senior this year in Drexlin Allen, who rushed for 613 and 17 touchdowns last year. So Drexlin's another guy that Coach Vance feels like is a D1 talent, and depending on his season this year, uh, he may end up going JUCO or he may he may get some offers. And then you lose, uh, you lose a couple of receivers, DeAndre Humbles, um, and Raheem Willis, uh, some guys that were pretty productive. But you bring back uh, Darius Ruffin and Jarius McFarlane. Those are the guys that you're going to kind of depend on uh, in the receiving core. And then they also got a transfer named Akeem Vance, who uh, is committed to Baylor right now. He's Coach Vance's uh, nephew, actually, out of Lewisburg. Um, so lost a little bit on the offensive line, but uh, led by Quincy McGee. But going to bring some of those guys back too um going to be a lot of firepower on the offense again i believe it's, it's the defense that i think that they're going to worry about a little bit you lose your uh your top five tacklers from last year and your top two sack guys and two of your top um secondary guys and so you lose a whole lot there with will robinson and and uh dexter jordan who was just a fantastic uh i call him a ball getter i mean he mm-hmm. just he just made plays whenever you needed plays made and uh, you lose those guys, but gonna fill some of those holes. Got a uh, got a transfer in from Perry Central, who was was originally a Hattiesburg guy uh, in middle school. Left went to Perry Central, came back named Jaron Handy. Um, he's a guy that's uh, I believe a four star in Mississippi, committed to Auburn, and then uh, again, Hakeem Vance is probably gonna play probably gonna play more defense than offense. He'll play safety, and then you've got. Uh, Another transfer who came in and Jadarius Perkins from Pedal. So he had 43 tackles there at Pedal last year. So the defense is going to be um, a little bit of a concern. It's going to take a little while probably for those guys to gel. You do have Todrian Lafleur back in the in the backfield, or excuse me, in the secondary. He had five picks last year. Um, but yeah, I mean these guys. It's going to be a good team. Um, 
looking forward to it. And, and there's going to be, like I said, a lot of firepower on offense. It's just uh, what can we do on defense to slow the other teams down. You know, you know, and Charlie, you brought up the defense for the Tigers of, of Hattiesburg High. And just talk a little bit about the uh, some of the teams in the district that's going to going to be there kind of challenging the Hattiesburg Tigers. You've got Stone County uh, just down the road, uh, led by head coach uh, John Feaster. But then you have uh, Wayne County up there, who everybody looks at. But then you have the Picayune Maroon Tie, too, down here uh, a little further south in the district. I mean, you got some teams right there. That could possibly be one, two, three, and four in the district. Not sure how things are going to play out. But, uh, uh, you know, all them teams are going to be come calling on the Hattiesburg Tigers. Oh, they definitely are. And, and like I said, I think preseason you've got to expect Hattiesburg to be the front runner. But there are so many teams in this district that uh, can compete. And you look at Picayune, and Picayune is always uh, just a thorn in Hattiesburg's side. And Hattiesburg the same to them. I mean, it's always a showdown and has been for the last – that's determined the uh, region winner the last several years. And uh, it's always a showdown. We do get Picayune at Hattiesburg this year, which is something that – Hasn't happened in a couple a uh, couple of years. I had to go down there twice, uh, two years in a row. Uh, you know, Stone's going to be really good with Feaster. Uh, one thing that I heard the other day um, is five new head coaches in this district. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah five new head coaches. I, I thought so. And so, uh, you know, that's that's going to be a little bit of a challenge too. I mean, you don't know these guys. These guys haven't been coaching in the district. They don't know Hattiesburg. I do know, or I do think that. Uh, Based off some of these guys, these new guys' reputations, there's probably going to be more of an emphasis on rushing the ball, uh, running the ball in this this region this year. And uh, you know that can if Hattiesburg can't shore up that defensive line pretty quickly, it's going to be tough sledding. But like I said, Coach Feaster there in, at Stone has got that program moving um, moving in a positive direction. You mentioned Picayune. There's no way Wayne County is going to be down again. I, I just I can't see Wayne County being uh, down two years in a row. Um, they have a lot of young guys there. Um, and then uh, I'm not sure what Gaucher is going to do. Uh, Harrison Central, I know they have new team, uh, excuse me, new uh, coaches. Uh, I know that there's a pretty good running back down at Long Beach. Um, yeah, Long so, Beach should be interesting. Coach Pygott, which you're familiar with, defensive coordinator over at Pedal. If, mm-hmm. if he kind of takes care of them defensively, uh, Crosby at quarterback, and I think it's Andrews, maybe the running back. They should be. I mean, they should be really improved. And as Jeff described, you you maybe have an idea who that four be. Long Beach may make some noise in that as well. Yeah, I do. I, I fully expect Long Beach to be in the in that run, and if not, like like you said, in that number four spot. Um, I kind of look for Hattiesburg, Picayune, and uh, and maybe Stone uh, to take the top three. But then you got to throw Wayne County in there. Like mm. I said, I again they were down, but man, I just can't see that being uh, two years in a row. That's that's and of course I'm I went to West Jones. I played at West Jones, so I don't like those guys anyway. But uh, <laughs> but I know. But I know that uh, I know that they they don't stay down for very long, and so this district is going to be tough. And I and I think whoever does come out of this one is probably um, got to be the the odds-on favorite to to win the South. You do have Laurel coming out of the other district there. Uh, Laurel's going to be really good this year. They have a really good running back, uh, a couple of good quarterbacks, and they were really young last year. So they're going to be really good. And I think Brookhaven, West Jones, will probably be pretty good too. But uh, I would I would put my money on whoever wins uh, Region Four Five A to uh, to represent the South at USM this year. Yeah. So uh, the the road to the Rock is what uh, what we're calling it. So 
at USM and uh, right in right in our backyard. So I know Hattiesburg and Coach Vance. I know we are we are excited about the opportunity to try to play there. Now you can't mark that stuff off as travel expense. Now it's just right down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I wonder if we're going to stay in a hotel or anything like that uh, before <laughs> the game. You mentioned it, and just playing there—that's that, uh, fun. Co- uh, the mayor there in Hattiesburg, Charlie, talk about yep. how um, I believe it's Mayor Barker and the way that he's kind of balled in Hattiesburg. Just seeing uh, his interaction with the club—it it was fun on social media. But you're closer to it than we are. Yeah, Toby Barker. Uh, He—he's done a great job with uh, just getting involved with everything in Hattiesburg. I mean, he—he's done a fantastic job. Some of the leadership in the past. Uh, maybe you know got a little little relaxed in that area, but uh, Toby he he's done some interviews for us at halftime, and he's he went to Oxford with us, and he's just man he's he's all over the place. You see him at every sporting event, baseball games, basketball games. I mean he he loves it. He's always got his Tiger stuff on. He's always making his little videos and uh, and going around town and and getting other people in his videos and the police department, and the fire department, and everybody man he he toby has a good time and uh and he enjoys hattiesburg athletics and and he's trying to build this thing up just like everybody else is and uh man i think he's doing a good job yeah i agree with two southern miss guys here just seeing the way that he's done the same with southern miss athletics it's very uh, exciting for hattiesburg to be under uh his leadership and talk about coach vance we're talking about leadership talk about the job that he's done for hattiesburg you know, you've described it graduating, I believe you said, uh, in the high 20 seniors leaving yep. there. And for the last, I guess, three years, really talented guys, too, that he's had to replace. But he seems to just keep reloading. Well, this, Coach Vance is, is a fantastic guy. I, I love Coach Vance to death. He's always available when I want to talk to him uh, or when anybody needs to talk to him. He's always available. Just recently uh, named the athletic uh athletic coordinator, athletic director here at Hattiesburg uh, when Dr. Trussell left. And so he's taken over that position. And, again, he's just always available, uh, fantastic guy to talk to, good interview. And, and you're right, he's done a great job here at Hattiesburg. He, it's, you know, it's the same thing he started at Charleston. Uh, went to a couple of state championships there at Charleston. I think won one of them. Um, and he just came in. And, and what he wanted to do from the very beginning is build this program up from junior high on. And so he wanted to be able to develop this junior high program to where when these kids get up into high school, he's not trying to find players. And so he came in every year um, under Coach Vance. This team has gotten better and better. The record has improved and improved and improved. And I told him after this last season, I said, Coach, there's only one way to improve, and that's to go up there and win the state championship. And uh, and he got a good laugh out of that. But he clearly expects to compete. And, uh, and you're right. I mean, 28 seniors last year a lot of very productive guys, a lot of guys that are going to play in college, and he's able to just kind of refill and refill. But I'll tell you something that, that you may not have known. Um, that that team that graduated last year uh, that played for a state championship in Oxford against West Point that went 14-1 and one, as ninth graders did not win a game. Wow. They did, not, they did not win a game as ninth graders. I mean, they were just kind of like the – you know, the cast-off guys is just another Hattiesburg team that's not going to be very good when they get up there to be seniors. And he came in, he had them buy-in, and uh, and they just did a great job. And, and Coach Vance is, is, has to get all the credit for that. And um, one thing that he did say, and he's told me this, and I've heard him say it in interviews, is he, he's got this program now 
to where he's not having to play a whole bunch of underclassmen. I mean, he's able to play juniors and seniors, and that's kind of how he's able to rebuild every year is he's able to develop those underclassmen, not throw them into the fire when he doesn't have to, and um, just play those juniors and seniors guys with some experience. And that's where he wanted this program, and he's gotten it there, and and the results show uh, in the records. Yeah, and uh, just phenomenal job of building it, sustaining it, and maybe taking it even to the next level this year with a really talented club. Uh, Charlie Rogers has, has had been gracious enough to take some time with us tonight as he's one of the voices of the Hattiesburg Tigers throughout uh, the football season. I had the pleasure of listening to him for a great call on the baseball state title last year. Did a phenomenal job with it. Charlie, tell our listeners where they can find uh, Hattiesburg Tiger Athletics and where they can listen to y'all. As y'all get started, I guess we should have mentioned this, on a Saturday, the opener versus pedal tell them where we can find that ball game I, I will try to find it myself so i'll be definitely interested in what the tigers look like against pedal yeah and you can uh, you can follow me on twitter is at charlie junior 51 and i'll tweet out links uh to where we can you can listen and and uh we're, we're trying to do something too this year where we do some video streaming uh possibly so you can actually watch at times but uh we'll be on 92.7 fm if you're in the hattiesburg area uh, if not, we'll be on the WMXI uh, radio app. That is, uh, if you go on the WMXI app, you go to uh, the Fox Sports station. They have two stations, 98.1 does pedal, and then 92.7 does ours. And it's under the, on the app, it's under the Fox Sports radio app, or uh, excuse me, option. And so the WMXI app, or 92.7 here in Hattiesburg, you can follow, like I said, you can follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet out, uh, I'll tweet out links and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, again, we're, we're excited to get going. That's where you can catch us on the radio. Uh, tweet at us during the game. Tweet at me during the game. I'll read some of that stuff out on the, uh, on, on the air. I know uh, Clay tweeted at me uh, during the baseball game, and I was able to, to get that out. Um, I do Anything know, for some publicity, Charlie. That's right. Oh, I know. <laughs> Trying to get your name out there, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I will say, too, if you're going to come to the game, Tiger fans, if you're going to come to the game, come a little early. Uh, it is Saturday, so you got all day to get ready. Come a little early because what they're going to do about 30 minutes prior to game time is uh, present all of our state championship teams with their rings. And so they're going to um, – we had three sp- – <clears throat> excuse me, we had three uh, spring sports uh, or one winter sport and two spring sports win state championships this year in uh, women's basketball men's track and then obviously uh baseball so they're going to present all those guys with their rings they're going to have a little ceremony before the game so if you're going to come come a little early and and see that too wow that is awesome stuff and hattiesburg athletics on fire right now and uh, we certainly appreciate you spending some time with us, Charlie. Now, you talked about Coach Vance being available whenever you know, whenever you wanted to visit. We'll hope that you'll pay that forward and we can get with you a few times uh, through the football season and continuing past that. Absolutely, guys. We'll make it a weekly thing. This is fun. Yeah, thank you, Charlie. We appreciate it, man, and you will be hearing from us again. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. These interviews are brought to you by Advantage Insurance Company. For all your commercial and personal insurance needs, come by Advantage Insurance. They're located at 4201 Suite B, Highway 11 North in Picayune, or give Shauna Oder a call at 601-749-8790. We have Coach Quincy Patrick joining us, the new head coach over for the West Harrison Hurricanes. And uh, Coach, 
it's game week, man. We certainly appreciate you taking time for Jeff and I on tonight's podcast. Thank y'all for having me. Yes, it's game week. It's been a short time for me coming, but it seems like a long time now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Coach, just talk to us. Uh, we're located here in Picayune and Pearl River County, so many of our listeners actually have uh, connections to you from your days as an assistant coach with the Pearl River Central Blue Devils and then moved over to D'Iverville with Coach Collins and now as your first head coaching job uh, with West Harrison. Talk about um, how that's been, Coach, getting accustomed to this head coaching role. Uh, first, like thank Coach Collins. He prepared me in so many ways that I didn't know he was preparing for when I was working under and with him. You know, he gave me so many responsibilities. And at the time, I just thought he would just give me responsibilities because he didn't want to do them. But no, he was actually preparing me for head coaching roles. And Coach, how how are those roles uh, different? We've had the pleasure of having uh, Coach Owen, Coach Jacob Owen, on, and and he's kind of walking through the same thing that you are, and the different hats that a head coach wears uh, that maybe you don't see from even the added responsibilities that Coach Collins gave you along the way. I mean, honestly, I have a great coaching staff. So uh, when I have to miss the head coaching uh, responsibilities of dudes, I call them, you know, the football part is taken care of. But, you know, stuff I never thought about, about being a head coach was stuff such as a parent meeting during middle of practice or a meeting about a travel arrangement for a ball game or a booster club meeting. Uh, real stuff like that that you don't think about as a business coach because all this stuff is taken care of by the head coach. Coach. Quincy Patrick, first-year head coach for West Harrison over at the Hurricanes. Coach Patrick, if you would, describe what you are trying to build, the culture, the work ethic. What what are you trying to establish and build here in this offseason going into the regular season with the Hurricanes? Well, it's offseason. We got the job so late. The first thing we try to do is just get some kids out for the program, you know, they started with about 65 kids in the spring, and when we arrived, we were down to about 45 or 40 because of uncertainty. And now the numbers back up to a good number, you know, uh, floating around 61 to 62 kids. So that was the first thing. And then second, you know, I came in and told the kids, we're not going to use the word win. That's the word we're not going to use. We're going to use the word success. And when you use the word success, you give yourself so many opportunities to be successful. Because if you only use the word win, then you're only guaranteeing yourself 11 opportunities to reach that goal. But if you use the word success, you can put that any way you want to. You know, we're going to be successful today by having all 22 kids that's planning on starting practice today. That's a success. We're going to be successful today by having uh, all of our linemen complete the conditioning test. That's been successful. So, you know, we use that word instead of winning, and, and it's paying off tremendously. And we're joined tonight uh, from West Harrison, Hurricanes, uh, first-year football coach, head football coach, Quincy uh, Patrick. And, and Coach, talk a little bit about uh, – we know you opened up with Bay High at home this Friday night. It's hard to believe it's football season with a 95-degree temperature. But talk a little bit about going into your first game as a head football coach of the program. Uh, some things that you're going to uh, maybe think about or some things you're going to remember from your assistant coaching days along the way as you go into this first game? You know, I'm just excited for this great senior class that I have. You know, they've worked so hard. You know, 
normally get a, a new head coach, the seniors, a, a bit of a pushback. But this senior class has jumped in and bought in. And so the first thing, I'm just so excited for them to have their first opportunity to play under me, you know, this first game of their senior season. And, and Nick, you know, I tell everybody all the time, I enjoy every point of a Friday morning on game day. I enjoy waking up, stopping by the store, getting uh, a water to drink, and stopping by Chick-fil-A, getting Chick-fil-A biscuits. Um, you know, I enjoy every point, driving to school, listening to my podcast or whatever, getting to school, seeing the, the cheerleaders and dance team in their uniforms. I enjoy everything about a Friday. You know, Coach, and you're talking about game day this Friday coming up, and and you're one of five uh, new – I say new head coach, but been around the coaching uh, for a a good while. But as a first-year head coach, you're one of five in your district. Talk a little bit about the district uh, that you're coming into with uh, Picayune and Stone County and Hattiesburg and Pearl River Central and Long Beach, Gaucher, some of them new coaches as y'all are entering uh, your first year as a as a new head coach as a regime of a high school. One of the first calls I received after getting the news I was head coach was Coach Owen at PRC. And he said, hey, man, what's for the SEC West? And we both laughed about it. <laughs> <laughs> So that tells you everything about it right there. You know, this, this is one of the, the toughest districts, and not just our state, but probably the twin states, you know. It's a tough district, you know. There are no gimme wins. Coach, you talk about uh, one of the first things was, you know, getting y'all's uh, numbers up or getting players out. You know, we've got the max prep, uh, man, for a broadcast. I don't know for coaches, but for a broadcast, or max prep is about the best thing that ever happened uh, to us. But the the numbers here look phenomenal for, for your turnout and for what you've laid out as far as a roster going in. So y'all must have, uh, as, you, as you said earlier, had success in that right and getting uh, people out. You know, it, it was hard work, you know. Uh, I got the job May 22nd. The kids got out of school that following Thursday. So I had to jump right in. And luckily I had some great assistant coaches already on staff, and they were holding this thing together. And I just came in and tried to tie some loose ends. And, and then I got out this summer and went to visit kids at the basketball gym. You know, I went to visit, you know, the parks. And, you know, we just got the kids back out. And, you know, word of mouth, you know, it, it was just, it was hard work. I'm not going to tell a story. It was hard work getting the kids back out and those kids who came back out to buy in. Coach, and, you, and you've already set a certain expectation, but what is the expectation in the community? You talk about sounds like a, that you're an awesome uh, people person, and, and that, that's got, I'm sure, just hearing that enthusiasm and contagious personality that our, I think our listeners here on a podcast can hear from you. But what are the expectations? When you, when you pick up that water, you're getting those chicken minis from Chick-fil-A. What, what is being said out in the community about the hurricanes? You know, honestly, I tell our kids all the time, take care of the little thing, and, and the school board take care of themselves. So in the community, I just want people to say, that West Harrison group of kids, they are a great young group of kids. You know, they they well-respectful, you know. They yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. They're in class all the time, respectful. They're leaders around the school, leaders in the community. You know, to me, that's the most important thing. And the wins take care of themselves. Coach, we appreciate uh, your time, and, and we – certainly 
Wish success for y'all in this upcoming season. You open up at home uh, against Bay High. Uh, now's your chance for a commercial or a pitch to your uh, community home crowd. I know that y'all, from what I can tell, especially in that short time period, have had community buy-in. I think following you on Twitter, I've seen cookouts uh, after long workouts, a car wash, I think, this past weekend in the community. So I know that's something you're trying to build. Uh, how has the community responded uh, to y'all? I, I tell everybody, and, you know, it, it's not a slight at any other community, but I tell everybody we have the best community in the entire state. And that's not just football. That's everything. They support everything that we do. Uh, we have a softball game tonight, and I, and I left practice, and, and the stadium was for the fuck was full of fans for the softball game. Uh, we have probably the best band in the state, you know, they have a great turnout, you know, a band parents. Dan's team is amazing. Our cheerleaders are amazing. The basketball team is amazing. So our gym's packed with some for some league basketball. We have that gym. You know, so we have a great community and a great uh, school. And we probably have the, the, the best admin team ever. You know, they support everything their coaches do. They're 110% behind them, asking them anything they can do to help, anything else to support-wise. So that's just big. It's been amazing. Well, Coach Patrick, we uh, wish you success throughout the year, and we hope we get another chance to visit uh, with you at some point this year. But we appreciate you taking time, a busy game week, and best of luck to you all on Friday night. And thank you for having me. Y'all have a blessed evening. You too, Coach. Brandon, thank you for joining the podcast tonight. We have Brandon Shields with Mississippi gridiron and uh, he puts out all kinds of fantastic high school uh, football for the state of Mississippi previews uh, rankings and preseason rankings and I guess that's where we'll start uh, tonight Brandon thank you for joining Jeff and I here on the Talking Ball Y'all podcast yeah thanks for having me Brandon, let's look at uh, – I know y'all put out – y'all do each week a top 10 and a little 10 and the preseason rankings. And let's just yeah. start at the top there. Y'all had uh, Starkville 1 and then Hattiesburg 2. Uh, interesting to me, you know, you've got Starkville there at 1, and we realize yeah. this is a preseason poll, but the 6A yeah. runner-ups to Pearl last year. Just speak to us about uh, Starkville at the top of that poll. Uh, well, Starkville, they got a lot back special defense and uh, I just feel like they're going to be on a, they're on a mission this year. Their, 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 their motto this year is finish the job. And, uh, and so I feel like they're going to finish the job this year. That's why I have them number one. So uh, they came so close. I mean, they had Pearl beat with a minute and a half to go in the game. So, I mean, they got a lot, of, they got some, uh, Next level guys, Rodriguez, Clark, and running back. Uh, and then defensively, man, that's where it starts. So they got Zach Edwards, Jalil Clemens, uh, Jalil Clemens, a defensive end. Zach Edwards is a linebacker. Clemens is committed to Tennessee, and Edwards just decommitted from LSU. So, uh, and they got some, a lot of guys back in the secondary. So I feel like they're the best team in the state. It's not even close. So, uh, so that's that's why they're number one. Uh, Hattiesburg at number two. Not often you get two D one uh, transfers to come, to come into your school, and that's what happened this offseason. Uh, Jaron Handy, a DN, transferred from Perry Central, and Sakeem Vance, a safety. Uh, his Tony Vance is 
nephew, Tony Vance, the Hattiesburg High head coach, uh, his nephew, uh, Hakeem Vance, he's committed to Baylor as a safety. He's coming from Lewisburg, from from DeSoto County, so that's that's a mm. true transfer there. So so that's that's why they're number two. Yeah. Um, so and then Tupelo is a close three. Uh, they got a lot back on offense, so uh, they got the top three offensive guys. But Stephon McGowan, QB, Jaquarius Williams, running back, and Jordan Journey and a wide receiver. So that's why there's <laughs> that's why that's one, two, three. Yep, three. Um, yeah. You would think to be powerhouse. Uh, Programs we're actually on the same podcast going to speak to the play-by-play voice for the Hattiesburg Tigers and just get more information about that loaded uh, Hattiesburg team in the same podcast. So we appreciate uh-huh. you spotlighting them. We we definitely yeah. want to hear more about them and more about the transfers too. So yeah, they're <laughs> they're, they're 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 for real. I mean they they're going to be good. So I feel like. I feel like, you know, Hattiesburg, you know, they're the runners up in 5A, so uh, I feel like they'll getting right back to the, to the rock. So they miss host the state championships this year, this year and next year. So I, I like their chances for sure. Yeah, it would be, I guess, right down Hardy Street a little ways for their, their road trip yeah. in that first weekend yeah. in December. Yeah, yes, it is. Right down the road, so they wouldn't be, they wouldn't have to leave at a, they wouldn't have to leave early for that one, that's for sure. <clears throat> Brandon, you talk about the runner-up in 5A. That leads us right into the defending, two-time, uh, I guess, defending state champs at the 5A level in West Point, and West Point's won 28 okay. in a row. Just speak, speak to their dominance, man, over uh, this right. period of time for West Point. West Point, they do what they do. You know what they're going to cut. <laughs> I mean, people know what's coming. They just can't stop. I mean, it's just, they're just another, they're on another level. Teams and coaches I've talked to throughout the offseason, man, it, it's unreal what they do. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to put in words because it's so dominant. I mean, it's just dominating. Um, they run the split back, they run an eye, split back there, and they just, run at you and nobody can stop it. And then defensively, oh man, they're fast. They are fast on defense. Now I feel like they won't be as dominant this year as they have in the past, especially like last year, because you won't have the Marcus Murphys of the world, the Chris Calverts of the world running the ball. And then defensively you won't have Terrence Cherry, a linebacker, uh, or Darius Glover, defensive end, um, Ryan Melton, um, a defensive back. I mean, there was just loaded in all three positions, all three phases, as I say it. And, uh, and, but they're still, West Point's West Point. They're going to do what they do. And, uh, they're always physical. It's, 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 and I put physical is probably a light, it's more like violent physical, as Todd Breland, the law coach, put it in perspective. I mean, it was these last two years. I mean, they, I mean, Hattiesburg was real good and lost two years ago. I mean, they were real good teams and they made them look bad. And, and, uh, and, uh, that's just putting it lightly how dominant that team. So 
and they're just going to continue to do what they do. They got Jake Chambliss back at QB. Uh, they'll have Brandon Harris as their main running back this year. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, really as dominant a run as uh, kind of brings you back to some of that South Panola type uh, run that they've been mm-hmm. on here lately. Just as you've said and we've said numerous times, have been very impressive. See if somebody can knock them off the throne there at 5A. Yeah. And in the fifth team, we cover uh, Popperville every Friday night. Jeff and yeah. I do. And so, Knoxville yeah. County. And then kind of take us back, Brandon, to that game against East Central in a state championship uh, last year, a game that uh, Tony Brown was yeah. was doing his, his normal thing and then had to go out with injury. But just kind of speak to, the, to that ball game. Cool, man. Y'all are really testing my memory on this one. Uh, here. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Well, going back to the game, um, East Central was doing what they were. I mean, they were having their way on offense. That, that, that is, and Knoxville couldn't stop it. I mean, Tony Brown was having a field day against what well, was a very good Knoxville defense. And, uh, I, mean, I mean, they jumped on them 14 and nothing like that. East Central got the ball first. They drove right down the field, scored. Knoxville went three and out, punted East Central went right down the field and scored in the end. It was 14 nothing in a blink of an eye. And then all of a sudden, Knoxville got some momentum completing a deep pass play. My memory, if my memory's right, they complete a deep pass play. Cut the lead 14 7. And then in the second quarter, that's when Tony Brown gets hurt, gets the shoulder injury in that game. And the next thing I know, I didn't really pay attention until I see a stretcher comes out mm. and Tony Brown gets put on there. I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was just a just a stinger, to be honest with you. And you take hard hits all the time. So I just thought that was just the case. Apparently not. I guess it was a lot worse than what it looked like. And, uh, and then from that point on, I mean, Knoxville tied the game 14-14, I believe. But East Central retakes the lead and keeps the momentum. And that's just what kind of – and then, it, then from that point on, it was just kind of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And until the fourth quarter came. And uh, East Central had the lead. And then uh, Knoxville went down – Forward on a pass play on third goal from like the six or seven yard line. And then A Central had to, they weren't really a passing team, so they had to be kind of un, in a, in a, un, un, uh, how can I say it's an un, uh, in an odd situation, in an unpredictable yeah, we'll They weren't yeah. uncomfortable much last year, but yeah, yeah. Not, have, without their key guy and having to throw the football down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, having to throw the football a little bit more than they're used to. And then Brad Cumbus, I mean, he, he did what he had to do, but he didn't really have the game as I thought he would. Um, I mean, he had a couple of big pass plays early in the game. That was about it. And, uh, and then um, he got to the not to be 40, basically 46 yards on. With like 40 seconds to go, and then they heaved it downfield to get picked off, and that was the end of the game. Uh, 
So, but I, I, I honestly feel like if Tony Brown can steal the game, East Central wins it. There's no question. We were talking about the press box at the end. I was like, if, he, if Tony Brown um, is in the game, East Central wins it. I mean, that's just bottom line. Because Moxby had absolutely no answer for him whatsoever. So, uh, that's just how I feel about the game. Uh, that's, that's my that's my thoughts about that game. Yeah, uh, and that's, you know, just <laughs> kind of looking at it from afar and seeing uh, Brown and that East Central club uh, the week before and, and as good a high school football game as I'd seen in a long time in a Hornet Bowl. That, that's kind of the way it, yeah. it looked from afar, too. So what that I, I lead into, you know, you've got East Central and then uh, Popperville returning. Popperville returns a ton. East Central yeah. returns are pretty good mix. What would it take for either one of those teams from the South to – to steal a four A 4A state championship, man. The South and the Coast down here, we're desperate for a state championship. Something to hang <laughs> yeah. our hat on down this way. Yeah, y'all desperately need to win something. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's been a while uh, for Popperville and Central this year. Just you know, stay injury free, and that's just that's really what it's coming down to. Stay injury free, and everything should work out perfectly. <laughs> that's just it. That's my honesty. If you stay healthy. Stay consistent. Do what you got to do each and every Friday night. I mean, things will turn out right. And that's as cliche as it sounds. That's the God honest. That's my. That's my truth. That's the truth for me. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm looking at my preview, and uh, I mean, Popville's got eight starters on both sides of the ball. Back. I mean, obviously losing Austin Bolt is going to be the key. Obviously, right. Replacing replacing him is going to be easier said than done, said the least. Um, and East Central, I mean, they got to replace. <laughs> they got to replace almost their entire backfield. You got to replace Riley Brown at QB, and then you got to replace obviously Hunt Brown. So, but they got um, every White back at the tackling machine back at linebacker, and then uh, they got the two DNs back. Uh, Trent Blunt, Baldock. Hold on, Trenton Baldock and Joel Reeser. No, Trent Baldock is in the secondary. He had a six interception. Excuse me. Uh, last year, he's back. Um, um, East Central has three. I say they have to re- replace their entire backfield. They have three of their four top <laughs> rushers back: Cameron Gray, Dylan Grinsteiner, and Ryan Evans. So, uh, so they they still got guys with experience back. In the backfield, um, Will Young will be the new quarterback. So it's going to come down to obviously QB play, limit turnovers, mm-hmm. um, just execute the offense. Uh, as far as Popperville goes, it's always good when you have QB back. Antonio Barnes back at QB, that's that's huge. Um, you got Tyson Holston back, Corey Knight back um, at running back. Um, Ross Barnett is going to play both ways. I'm not. I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, and he's the guy that's going to replace Bolton. That's what Coach Beach told me. So, uh, um, Beach told me if Ross Barnett can do half of what Austin Bolton can do, they'll be just fine. And I'm not, that's what I'm sticking by too. So, uh, that's my, that's my take on the Popperville Hornets. Um, 
Brandon, a great slate of ball games uh, to get us started uh, this week. Where will you be, man? Where, what games are you covering? And I don't know if you start on Thursday or if you're going to kick off being somewhere on Friday night, but where will you be this weekend? I do start Thursday. I will be in Philadelphia Thursday night. Bobby Hall, the Bobby Hall era begins. At Philadelphia, they play Louisville. Louisville also has a new head coach, Demarius Mitchell, comes from Broad Street and the Delta. Um, and that's probably Thursday. Friday, I'll be in Vicksburg, the Red Carpet Bowl. I get to cover both games. Oxford plays one central, and then Vicksburg plays Clarksdale. And then Saturday, if you go down to Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg and Pedal. So I get to have a fun fill weekend, I'm <laughs> sure. Busy yeah. as usual, man. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's here. It's here. It's like Christmas. <laughs> it's here. It's, uh, it's here. Well, Brandon, we appreciate what you do for high school uh, football and uh, all your previews you've put out as far as uh, the classes 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A, and 6A. You've always uh, put out classes uh, of where – uh, you rank teams and their previews and their players. Uh, tell the folks listening, Brandon, where they can find you via Twitter, Instagram, uh, just just uh, your time here to, to tell our listeners and our followers where they can uh, find your material. My material is on MississippiGridiron.com. Uh, Mississippi spelled out the state. Then Gridiron, like G-R-I-D-I-O-N. Then um, I... <laughs> I don't Instagram by no means. I don't, I don't, I hate taking pictures. <laughs> so uh, just Twitter for me at bshields0244. So that's it for me. So, so that's it. That's where, that's where I post everything. And uh, it's here ready to rock and roll. Yeah. So, and if you're not, I mean, to our listeners, if you're not following this man's Twitter account and you're missing out, it's probably, I mean, I think the best follow in, in high school athletics, not just football, you know, when we get kicked off and roll through all, you keep everybody updated yeah. with scores, information, schedule changes. Uh, just a hard, hardest working man in showbiz, and we appreciate uh, Brandon taking some time for the podcast tonight. Thank you, Brandon. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come.